Hello, lovely people. <laughs> um, let's settle in. Uh, get comfortable. Because I am um, making my first ever podcast. Now, I'm meaning podcast by sitting in the car uh, with my earbuds in and just talking to myself while uh, posting it then letting other people listen. Um, I came up with a few names. <laughs> we'll start with... Um, we'll start with that later, to be honest. So, I have many different options um, to, of things to talk about, especially in this podcast video episode. Um, my first topic will be of my recent, most recent week of being in jail. Yeah, no, that's correct. I did say that. Most of you uh, who actually care to know who I am, uh, care to talk to me, um, would know about my most recent experience. And that's only about two to three people. Now, I, you know, usually thought that I had about four or five or six uh, more friends than that. But that's okay. Who needs friends, right? So, you got yourself. Anyway, so I should probably talk to you why I had been sent to jail in the first place. Um, I'm a funny human being, and recently I had discovered the power of dancing and the art of music. And if you don't know what music is, <laughs> then let's get yourself out from under that rock, and let's let's get you on um, let's get you on some music, okay? And dancing. So I have been, in the past few days, been listening to music and dancing in the street. In the street. Uh, like in the middle of the street, uh, in one lane or the other. Um, in the incoming traffic or the not incoming traffic. And just not really been caring about, um, you know, a car coming or approaching. Because uh, it's a pretty big street where I'd be walking on. And they can just go around me. <laughs> um, that's my honest truth. Um, just like if I were a bicycler. They'd go around me. You can be mad at me, but you can go around me. Um, I had quite a few incidences of people legit just stopping right behind me and waiting uh, because they just couldn't um, turn their steering wheel and and move their vehicle around me. So they just sat and waited. One particular um, person uh, sat and waited and filmed me. And I thought that was I thought that one was hilarious. I turned around and I saw this man with his phone up. And this is actually the particular day that I got sent into um, jail. <laughs> but but um, this man had his phone up and I turned around and then because I, I was I, I, I noticed that he was waiting there a little bit uh, long. And so then I was like, OK, actually, I'll be the nice one because I, I honestly saw he had a handicap thing on his uh, license plate and hanging in his car. And I was like, OK, maybe he's just old and doesn't and doesn't understand and so I went, I went around his car, but that's when I, uh, I turned around and saw that he was filming. And so then the, the man I am, uh, if you don't know me, hi, I'm gay. I'm Gavin. I, I do what I like. Um, I'm flamboyant sometimes. And at the same time, I'm not, uh, I can act like I'm straight and I can act like I'm the most out there person. Um, <laughs> and anyone can too. It's just if you choose to show it or not. But me, I turned around and I was still dancing because why stop dancing? Um, and I, I wanted to give him something to film. And instead of me dancing, because I, I thought I, I thought at that moment, oh, I'm about to be on Facebook. <laughs> and so and so, yeah, here I am. Um, I, I, I start dancing like a sexy person all of a sudden. I start feeling like part of my language, like a stripper. Um, but I didn't strip. My bad. I was just doing the dancing part. And I, I lifted my shirt up and and I'll be honest, I, I turned around and I showed him my ass and and I gave him something to film. And and he started driving away. And then that I was like, yeah, that's right, dude. First off. You can film me, uh, but if I see that somewhere, um, I mean, in my head, I'm be like, I'm gonna sue you. But at the same time, I'm not going to just go like sue a person because at the same time you know there's lawyer fees and then there's court fees or whatnot and then what am I suing him for like how much but that's not the point so that's why I started I started acting like a 
like a nice person <laughs> and I don't know I'm not a nice person but acting like I'm a, myself is sexy and so then he started driving away and I was like yeah that's right um I've had another few incidences uh one man tried to beat me up this is just because I'm I'm you know if, if you live in this world you know how this world is and <laughs> and I turned around uh because once again, if you're driving right at me, because I was I was wa- I was walking in uh, this time the lane where the car comes at you, and this man didn't want to go around me, so I just kept walking, because it's either he's gonna move or I'm gonna move, and at that time I didn't move and and he didn't either, <laughs> and so I just kept walking, and then he went a little bit, uh, like a little bit to the his his left, so I would just be legit right up on his car I was not even a centimeter away I was hitting his car I was like doing like a like a brushing past it and I noticed that he had a girl in the car and then he had a baby in the car and I was like oh <laughs> but I was acting like I was getting hit by this car because once again he's the one that that could have moved for the pedestrian anyway I had that moment of silence because I thought pedestrians were the right of way so he uh, he decided he wanted to turn around and come at me. And he said, how old are you? He kept yelling at me. He was like, how old are you? How old are you? How old are you? <laughs> you want to go right here? And I said, I'm old enough. He said, you want to go right here? And I, said, I was just like laughing. And I kept dancing and listening to music because I didn't stop. Why would I stop for him? Don't even know who he was. But first off, he looked like Shia LaBeouf or Shia LaBeouf. And I was like, okay. He was, he's kind of hot, to be honest, but. Um, anyway, so then he, once he turned around, he didn't even go to his destination. It was pretty interesting because he turned around and like completely just went the other way, like the way he came. So, um, I don't know if he ever went to his destination or not, but, uh, then he turned, yeah, he turned around. Um, well, that was, I guess, another incident of me getting hit by a car. Uh, another man, uh, decided he wanted to roll his window down and start yelling at me. And see, I always, I just find these so funny. So if you're if you're on sitting on that side, and you're like, wow, Gavin, you're kind of just dumb. But at the same time, I don't care. <laughs> Literally. So <laughs> I do care, but for some things, but that I don't care. Like I don't care that he this guy rolled his window down and wanted to yell at me. It was legit 7 a.m. this time. Uh, the night before, I went to go um, sleep at the lake because I wanted to be not in the house for other reasons and uh then I was listening to music like outside and and then I went for a walk and then this man uh he rolled his window down and I I was on the this side I was on the traffic side where the car would be coming behind me and I couldn't see and so I didn't see until he pulled up basically to my uh my left because if he just pulled up right behind me I once again wouldn't have seen anyone because I don't turn around why would I I mean I turn around if I feel like I want to turn around so um he he came up and he had his window down and he he was just like yelling at me and then this is the one time that I I took one one earbud out and I listened to what he said and then I just popped it right back in because I realized I I didn't I didn't care about what he was saying so then once he realized and I, I just stood there and started dancing and right in front of his face uh by his passenger side window and I was like all right Gavin I'm feeling myself because you know what else are you gonna do Feel yourself. It's the world. You, that's what literally you do you. That's what it seems like. Cause, and that's on period. Um, and so he, this is the first time I got hit by a car. He, uh, I wanted to like fall to the ground. I thought about this afterwards. I wanted to fall to the ground and act like he just broke my foot or something. <laughs> but, but he hit me with the back of his truck. And I was like, whoa. The fact that someone actually has the decency to do that. It baffled me. It baffled me in the way that, once again, I didn't care. But it just was... It was really interesting. So I kept dancing, dancing, and dancing. And... Yeah, those were about the last three or four days of... Before I was incarcerated. So, as we get back to that story... Um... Excuse me. So... (laughs) I... On March 9th... I had... About or about six o'clock, I was like, okay, I'm gonna go for a dance, not a walk, a dance, because that's what I had been doing, and that's what I wanted to call it. And so I, I had done my dance. I did my normal stepping routine. I 
I did my distance, and then I was on my street back home, and uh, another man decided he wanted to, um, like, pull up behind me and not go around me. But this guy, he had a reason to not go around me because I happened to be exactly in the way of his walkway or his driveway. So, and he happens to reverse into his driveway, so he had to pull up a little bit further past his house to reverse. And so, um, I guess at that time, yes, I not guess, but I was, um, the tempo of the song was a little bit slower. So I was like stepping to the beat and I stepped to the beat of the tempo and I was just going a little bit slower. So he kind of got a little fed up that I was going a little bit slow and, um, uh, I've turned around about, I don't know, about two, 10, 15, 20 seconds later and see that he's chasing me down the street. And he has his fist in the air. <laughs> and I, I thought this was hilarious. And then by the time he realized I was not paying attention to him and, and didn't want to listen and pop out an earbud, because once again, I... Who? Who is, who is he? Literally, who is he? And um, once again, uh, you know how earlier I was feeling myself because that man with the handicap? Uh, but this guy, I feel myself a little bit, a little bit extra, I guess. And he decided he wanted to call 911 on me. And so, um, I didn't know this, but until I, I got back on my street, I was about maybe f- seven houses away from getting onto my street. And, uh, when I got back, I was a few houses away from my house. And then I was like, I'm not done dancing. I don't want to stop. I don't want to go inside. What am I going to do when I go inside? So I turn around right when I turn around to go back and like do another route of dancing, which would have been another 30, 45 minutes, whatnot. Um, a police officer pulls up Ba-dum-bum. and this is where it begins almost and so uh the man i am not caring i keep going obviously seeing that this police officer had been called um one for uh, who freaking knows why and uh i i'm dancing and and um, he decides once the, this isn't the first time an officer had tried to pull me over for just like being myself as in like standing in the street. One other time, um, one officer was just like patrolling, I'm guessing. And then he kept trying to block me uh, with with his car. And I just kept going around him because at the same time, I wasn't doing anything wrong. Literally, um, I'll tell you about what my charge is because at the same time I feel like doing nothing wrong spiritually yes nothing wrong physically I had um okay uh, so I kept dancing and he followed me around like right behind me on my tail for about a good minute and a half maybe two minutes not even two minutes it wasn't it wasn't that long I was listening I had just changed the song to classic man um classic song you should listen to it love that song and um i had gotten more up the street and i was this time in the wet in the in the lane where the cars come at you and so it's like more of uh if i would see a car coming at me uh if anybody like logically would think that you'd get out of the way and so that's what it was but when i i was telling that i could tell that he was on my ass I was like, okay, well, maybe he's just driving on the wrong side of the road because he's crazy himself. I'm not crazy, but, you know, we're all crazy if we want to say it that way then. Um, he, uh, <laughs> uh, I had moved into the middle of the street, the exact middle. So it would be as if uh, any car can go in any direction and I would just be like the lane, the lane marker. Just go right the heck around me. And so... Right when I get into the middle, a boom, red and blue lights. I can see them in the distance. I can't hear. He doesn't have the cop sirens on, but he got the bam, the red and blue lights. And so I just keep dancing because I'm like, okay, we got lights now. Okay, it's a whole rave up in here. And so about 30 seconds later, I'm up the street at a stop sign, whatnot. And um, two other cop cars pull up. I guess he had to call back up. Ooh, I was doing something so bad he had to call back up for and uh this is when things went down um well i'm gonna be honest uh they were dancing with me but this is where eh, life's a dance um he had uh one of the the second officer it seemed like the he uh he didn't give a single flipping fuck about me 
he thought I was uh, crazy, and it seemed like he thought I was using my arms as weapons. Uh, but no, uh, any sensible person would see that I was just dancing. And I'm not a great dancer, but sometimes I can have some good moves. Sometimes I'm just just winging it, and that's what that's what it is, huh? And <laughs> he decides he just wants to bear hug the the fuck out of me. Uh, first off, he came up from behind me. Uh, it seemed like he didn't even try to see any sensible person that was actually trying to get your, your attention the most would, um, either get in front of you, wave at you, uh, tell you to take out an earbud or a cop would have taken out my earbud. And I get that that would be touching my personal property, but at the same time he touched my whole body. So that's the most personal property. He bear hugged me, uh, just completely out of nowhere. And it seemed like <laughs> that they had no uh, decency for me as a human being at that at that point anymore. He he kept hugging me, and I was trying to fight it. I'm gonna be honest; I was being touched for no reason. I never gave anyone permission to touch me like that. The only person I gave permission to touch me is is the man I love. Unless I legit like ask you to, I don't know touch me <laughs> so <laughs> never asked anyone like him to touch me uh basically got like bear hugged by two other officers got cuffs put on me almost immediately um got thrown up against a fence searched immediately uh they tried taking off my necklaces uh i fought that and be honest because i was once uh one very confused uh why they thought they should just tear off my necklaces right um, so yeah, I, I, I clamped my, my chin down to my, my, I don't know, my neck or whatnot to try to stop him. And he was like, stop. And I was like, well, why, what you stop? What the heck are you doing? Um, they asked me what my name was and this is where everyone will start thinking that, yeah, okay, Gavin. And this is where I even thought I started sounding a little crazy, but I told him I don't have to... I don't, I don't want to go by my government name. I don't want to tell you that. Uh, and they kept asking me, what's your name? What's your name? And then they asked me what my birthday was. And they asked me where I lived. And uh, excuse me. And this is where I um, was on the ground. They already had searched me. Uh, I didn't have my wallet on me, thank God. Um, and I, I, uh, my phone was kind of close by. And... Um, I know they had their cop cam footage, right? But I wanted my own footage, so I got my phone out. Um, oh, I'll get to that in a second. But I got my phone out, started filming. Uh, I gotta go back. So, uh, I'll be honest. Uh, I did sound a little, um, a cuckoo and kooky. Um, for the fact that I, uh, I yelled rape three or four times. Um, yes, I did. Uh, they, they were touching me, I never, I never gave them permission to, uh, especially when they touched my dick and my ass, um, that made me wanna, wanna yell even more. So I did, um, and that just gave them more reason to wanna book me, uh, quote. So, <laughs> after about three or four minutes, or, uh, well, I, the video I've, took was three minutes and 32 seconds long so it was probably about like five six seven I don't know, ten minutes of me sitting out there before they put tried putting me in this cop car and like a few times uh cars passed by and i was yelling at them i was like help please film this like get some justice for me at least just like get this on your film or like put it on your snapchat or something <laughs> i don't care just just film <laughs> one man actually pulled over so god bless him um, I saw him pull away after about a, a good while, so, um, bless him, though. Um, but yeah, no, I watched my, uh, that, vi the video, the video <laughs> I took, and I did seem a little cuckoo. I, uh, they asked me quite a few questions that I didn't want to answer. And after, uh, you know, a few days ago, um, no, actually yesterday or whatnot, uh, was told that you don't even have to, you don't even have to tell an officer. Well, first off, you have the right to remain silent. And that's something that I just didn't do. Um, cause I obviously at that moment wasn't in, um, I was having a lot of anxiety cause I don't know what the heck just started happening. 
my blood pressure was going up, my breathing was crazy, uh, they thought I was on drugs. I remember him asking me if I was on anything. And of course that's what an officer's gonna ask, because they're just gonna think, wow, if, if you're dancing in the middle of the street, you gotta be on some drugs. What do you want? Some meth? Some, some fucking coke? And no. I'll be honest, I smoked weed about five hours ago, but if you smoked weed, weed don't last that long. Especially, well, this didn't. It could, but this didn't. So I told him I was uh, water and life. I was high on water and life, and that that was the truth. Uh, that made him think I was even more cuckoo. <laughs> uh, I did look a little disoriented, because now that I think about it, well, I, the video, I mean, my hair looked a little crazy. Um, but, of course, it, it's, they're going to judge me based on my first expre- my first. Um, impression in my first experience because they're they're just officers they don't know they got a 911 call or a, a non-emergency call i don't know same time somebody i don't know why this man decided he wanted to call 911 on me for the fact that i happened to be at that moment blocking his street or his his driveway when he couldn't wait four or five seconds see that's how long he could have just waited so these officers, um, after I, uh, well, we'll put it in legal terms, failure to comply, failure to comply about giving them my name, that's when they're allowed to book me. That's when they, they said, should we book them? And first of all, I was like, wait a fucking minute. <laughs> For what? <laughs> and so they picked me up and they tried putting me in the closest cop car and I, I, I fought it. I I tried and I was more very confused on once again why I was being put into a cop car. Same time. Kind of thought it was a little fun, so I was going along with it. Well, in the end, once they finally put me in there, um, when I was fighting it, this this guy was walking by, uh, and I was yelling at him, and I was like, hey, man, you're trying to call my mom. <laughs> I'll give you her phone number right now. And he didn't um, he didn't get his phone out. I mean, I was yelling loud enough, so obviously he could have heard me. But um, he kept walking. They finally got me into the cop car because another cop went to the other side of the car, grabbed my legs, so they had to lay me in. They restrained me in the car. And then I was like, okay, first off, please don't do that. Uh, I don't need to be restrained. First off, even more, if you asked me nicely and said, please, anywhere, in any of this, if we look at this cop cam footage, no single one of these three cops said, please. Please is the magic word. We've taught this ever since we're little. Say please, thank you, and not a single one of them said it. If one of them literally said, will you please walk down to the police station uh, so we don't have to use this gas, I would have said, okay, yeah, I'll do it. I'll be confused as fuck. Why? But none of them even said please. So <laughs> um, uh, after they tried restraining me, I said, can you at least please not do that? And they said, yeah, but then they still like put it around me, but they didn't lock me in. So I was like, okay. Um, we're on our way now to the to the police station. Uh, sitting in that cop car. I asked him to turn on the lights. And then he turned on the inside lights. And I was like, okay, no, I meant the red and blue lights. Just so, because it would be fun. And he said no. And I was like, oh, okay. So me and him had a great conversation. Um, that's when I actually first told them him my name. He was actually nice. He 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 had a sweet voice. Like he didn't want to actually be arresting me. Be the one that I was in the car, his car, because the one that bear hugged me, I didn't get into his car. He was the rude one. Um so this guy was nice. He actually asked me questions about my life, like my family, and we talked. And I told them my name and then I told I told um I told, when I was sitting outside, I told them my preferred name, um, but they didn't like that, because that's obviously not my legal name, and they can't look that up, and so then I was telling him in the car, like, what I like, I was like, I like to be called Hawk, but, uh, I'll I'll tell you, my first name's Gavin, uh, my last name's Adam, I live at 914 Meadowbrook Drive, whatnot, that's, that's my life, um, and that's when I, uh, I believe that once they put me in the car, now I see that that's when I was arrested, quote-unquote. Uh, but I know uh, whenever you've seen in the movies and the TV shows, uh, Brooklyn, not not Brooklyn Nine Nine, well Brooklyn Nine Nine, that that do be a cop show. But um, y- y'all remember what Miranda rights are, right? Oh, no. Okay, well it seemed like they didn't because they didn't they didn't even um they didn't even hesitate to not give me those. But I looked it up and they're called Miranda warnings. Uh, but I didn't even get my Miranda warnings. I didn't get any of that. So, and then I was, uh, well, after I got booked and everything, I was sitting in my cell and I was like, okay, well, first off, I pressed the button on the intercom after I had a good, like, 
10 minutes of, of revelation in my head. And I was like, wait a freaking minute. I didn't even get my Miranda rights. I want to be let go immediately. Because that's what it was. Um, that's I thought that's what Miranda was for. Uh, she didn't get read her rights about anything. And she, or he, I don't know, what, and then got let go. And that's what it was in, in the shows. Like, you don't get your Miranda rights. You get let go. Uh, no charges filed against you. Um, you're, you're off scot-free. And that's what I, I attempted to do. And it seems like that, that I wasn't living in that TV show at the moment. So they didn't do that. But that's in the, that's in the records now. I didn't get my Miranda rights until after I got booked again. But well, I'll get to that. Um, I don't know. I, uh, it seemed like these, uh, three officers wanted to stick around the whole time while I was being processed. And it took about a good 25 to 30 minutes. Uh, then another officer came. So there was four total officers just like sitting there watching me uh, while I was being processed in while there was a processor and then a girl sitting behind glass asking me the questions. So it seemed like they even though I was in like a most secure building and I couldn't even leave that they all were just standing there not doing their job. They were just standing there watching me and not going out protecting anyone else because it seemed like I was needing uh, well that man needed protecting from me. And that's that's what it seemed like. So they were just standing there for a good twenty five to thirty minutes while other nine one one calls were being called, and they just couldn't they couldn't respond because they were standing right behind me. So I thought that was pretty sad um, that they're just being paid to what not protect the citizens. And so I have to do my thumbprints. Um, well, first off, one of them wanted to uh, decide to put their knee on my my finger and basically make it bleed um it did bleed uh i got scraped on my knee one of them grabbed me really hard on my left arm and it was bruised um i'm i'm sure there was more other injuries of me uh my my left knee oh yeah i think i said that was scraped pretty hard it was bleeding um yeah well, they had no decency about me for being a human being um that was pretty sad uh, so i didn't want to see them like that and if they would have said please, if if any type of way said please, I would have done it. Because please is the magic word. I, I'll comply. Like, please get in the cop car. Okay. <laughs> Nothing like that. So after being, um, take my mug shot is beautiful. I'll send it to you if you ask. <laughs> um, he kept, they took quite a few. It seemed like they, 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 they were all watching me too. They said, uh, you just had like a fa- uh, photography show or whatnot because he the processor the guy that wasn't a cop he was like uh, don't smile <laughs> i was like okay uh, i was smiling like my heart out and he's like don't smile <laughs> and so we kept taking pictures and pictures and then i like at the very last second i'd smile and then he had to take more and so um and and the very last one uh which was the picture that was used i had this most like shocked face it, it was honest i actually look hot in it so uh don't mind and so uh, then after that, uh, they tried to make me make a phone call, but then I, um, I don't know, I guess I, I don't remember what happened, but I didn't. Uh, but they had a phone in the cell, which was weird. So I got booked, booked into the cell. That's when the cops left. Um, and then, guess what? That's when I was told my charges, basically. Uh, when, well, Jennifer, the nice, uh, we'll call her. Uh, the nice lady behind the glass. That's what that she asked me questions like my name, if I had mental health, like, um, like my address, like my date of birth, like you know the all of these questions, whatnot. And um, I told her that I didn't, I don't even know my charges. And then she asked the officers, and that's when they started writing the report right in front of me, indecent exposure. And that was the first time I was told, and I was like, wait. So I'm just not being told that I was being indecent exposuring. Um, so here's the funny thing. Well, I'll, I'll get to that later. But um, so then I. Yeah, no, I. Oh, actually, no, that's when he started writing the report. I wasn't even told in any of it. When I got into my holding cell, I pressed the button and I said, I haven't even been told my charges have not even been told my charges for being in here. What kind of indecency to a human being? And so after about five minutes of complaining in the intercom and yelling, um, they, they made another fake one or whatnot. Uh, they spelled my name wrong. 
And then it was only two words, indecent exposure. Not even a period, it was just two words. Uh, <laughs> and I, th- I, thought it was, I thought it was funny because he just shoved it into the glass and then walked away. Uh, yeah, didn't even spell my name right. That wasn't even me. He, he was, I, some other Gavin Adams was being indecent. So, that, um, once again, not me being legally. Um, and so then I was sitting in, um, that cell and then I was being indecent. I'll be honest. I got, I got completely naked. Um, that's when I was being, um, indecent. Cause if they were asking for indecent exposure, I gave it to them. Um, yeah, they gave me these pants. I I got to keep my shirt. They took my necklaces. They took my ring. I asked him. I said, "Can can I please at least keep my ring, man?" And he's like, "Will will it come off?" And I said, "No, but I, it will. It's like legit four sizes. It's like seventeen sizes too big. Uh, I got it in the store, and I love it. I got two of them. I got one for me and one for someone else. Um, and I'm wearing it right now. So when they took that away, I felt very drained." Um, especially when they took my necklaces. Um, anything else, I didn't really mind. I mean, they took my freedom. I did mind that completely. Um, they took my phone. My vape. That's the last time I vaped. Um, I'm proud of myself. Uh, I'm going to be proud of myself for a very long time. Um, uh, the last time I smoked weed at that 2 o'clock, when I said 5 hours before, that was the last time I smoked very proud of myself. And once again, we'll be proud of myself. Um, thank you. Um, and so uh, I spent the night there, being naked, meditating. Called my dad. Called my mom. She didn't answer. Dad didn't answer. Left him a voicemail. Because I was like, well, at least one of them should know. <laughs> and then uh, the the man was... Uh, by this time, they switched out, like, booking agents, and then this man had an Australian accent, and he said, uh, if you get a call back, I'll let you know. First off, he didn't let me know. I got up at, like, 5 a.m., called my dad again, and he said, hello, buddy. <laughs> He's like, I called them back, and I was like, wait a freaking minute. He didn't come in and wake me up and tell me that, and, uh by the time I kind of woke up again, this man brought breakfast. I wasn't, I mean, I was hungry, I guess, but I didn't want to eat because I was like, well, I don't need to be eating no jail food. I won't be here that long. Well, little did I know I'd be in jail for the next 11 days. Dun, dun, dun. <laughs> and um, that morning, about 7 a.m., after they took breakfast away, they uh, they took me out of my cell. Well, they asked me to put my clothes on. Well, I was, okay, so they they had a big blanket, and I was completely naked under it, and they opened the cell door and was like, come on, and I was like, well, I'm gonna be honest, I'm completely naked, so you're gonna have to, can you give me a second? And he's like, well, where's your clothes? And first off, they were all sitting on the floor right in, like, in front of me. <laughs> I was like, right there? <laughs> and um, he was like, yeah, do that. And I put them on, um, then I came out the room uh, to two other people, uh, I'm guessing in this jail, uh, they were like leg cuffed together and um, then they handcuffed me to them. So we were all like a three way. Um, and then we moved into the van. There was uh, some other people in it. And there's uh, I met a girl. She got she had an intoxication charge when while driving. Um, I had a nice conversation with her. I feel like I've known her in a past life, whatnot. And uh, we, we were on a trip. We, we were on a rocket ship traveling to Tarrant County Jail. A different jail. Once again, very confused on on why this 18-year-old boy was being um, dancing in the street. And all of a sudden, he's being taken to uh, a, a county jail. And so we're traveling there. I have my spirits high the whole time because I'm just like, what the actual fuck is happening? Um, so I'm just talking to myself, basically, while other people are listening. Got my mask on. COVID. Whatnot. And so, after we arrived, well, we we went to a different uh, jail to pick up another person, and then we went on our way to Tarrant County. Uh, it was it was a good, decent ride. It was fun. Uh, saw a few things. Saw the last of life before I was transported into incarceration, uh, mentally and physically. And so, um, then we were taken to um, like intake, uh, holding cells, and. I had to be asked questions from this MHMR, which was like mental health and and our medical health and how we how we are at the moment. And they asked questions about 
Well, they honestly asked me if I was told my charges and why I was here. And I said, no, I wasn't told that. Um, can you can you help me? But she was she just like wrote that down on the paper. Uh, there were quite a few nice people. They were all ladies. It seemed like they were there were they were all ladies. Um, we got to get some men in there. We got to get some women in the in the peace officers positions. And then we got to get some men in the medical positions like this is where it gets confusing. And after about a good two hours of being processed, put into holding cells, um, still confused on why I was there. Um, then we got to see a judge, right? Because that's what we were told the whole time on the way there. We we're going to see a judge. And yes, we saw a judge. Well, we saw what was called a magistrate. So I don't get why they wouldn't just call them a judge. This I was watching um, The Office just today and uh, or yesterday. What? whenever and um Dwight had a workspace and then he was like an office but then Jim was like an office or a workspace and he was like a workspace well the office is the same thing but it well they're not the same title so then a judge is not the same thing as a magistrate so I saw a magistrate but guess who this magistrate was seen by? Well, we saw it was a, a big group of people. So uh, I was told we were gonna, I was going to court, right? But no, I went to a, a Zoom call. I uh, stood in front of a um, a camera and a screen. I was the first one because my last name's Adam. So they called me first, and I was like, oh. So this whole time I was thinking, I was thinking I'm gonna be my own lawyer uh, because I'm confident enough about my. I can talk to this person, and I can I can tell them what's up. And so she, uh, the officer first told me, he said, uh, he told the whole group, he said, don't ask any questions, just make a statement. And then when the lady called my name, I stepped up to the little square in front of the camera. It was a tiny little room. And she said, well, actually, before this, before this, let me get to this. This is when they finally read my, all of us uh, once again, but to me the first time, my Miranda rights slash warnings. And I was like, oh, okay, this is the first time I've been read these. How interesting. After being uh, booked for about 12, 16-ish hours, I finally got my Miranda rights slash warnings. And I told her that, but that she wasn't listening because why would this magistrate care about that at this moment? Apparently, it was called pre-trial, not not court or trial or whatnot, pre-trial. And this is just where you say if you want a, a state-appointed attorney or if you can, uh, if you can um, supply your own. And I, that's when I told her, uh, Your Honor, I would, I would like to appoint myself as my um, my my attorney or lawyer, and then she said, "All right." Uh, guess she didn't like that. Definitely been told that she didn't like that. Uh, I signed some paperwork that it said, "I will no, I do not want to stay at appointed attorney," and then yes, I will supply my own outside, like a law attorney, like if I were to pay for one. And then I was like, "Oh, okay, so I." When I guess um, I guess you can't be your own no matter what you can't you can't um, you can't justify your for yourself you can't you you just can't and so that's why another reason why I sat in jail for eleven days for a five hundred dollar fine um, yeah uh, and if you were to know what bail is that you pay ten percent and that's what a bail bondsman is for they they come. Um, they help you out. They pay you pay ten percent to them, and then you just uh, promise to appear on a court date. So ten uh, percent of five hundred dollars is let's do the math fifty dollars. I sat in jail eleven days for fifty bucks, um, physically, but uh, I'm a spiritual person, so I definitely sat in there for um, other reasons, um, which I can get to. Um, definitely learned my lesson now. Um, I'm not in there anymore, and I'm out here. Um, yes, thank you. Applause. Um, so yeah, after that, was sent back to the holding cell. Um, was told I could make a phone call, but in that in that cell, there was about I'm gonna be honest, like 20 other people and only two phones. And at the same time, they were saying the phones aren't working. But then I was told we can we can make a phone call. Um, no, I was waiting because this man was on the phone yelling to his, his girl, like, Tisha, um, he seemed like he really needed help. I mean, we all did. I for sure did. Do. We all need help. Um, if you, if you, if you're offered help, just 
my excuse me my best advice right now is to take it um at least attempt at it cuz i didn't i wasn't listening thought i could do it myself so boy was i wrong um and so after we were sent to another holding cell with the the phones that's when after about like 10 minutes that's when the, um the officer that he was very tall he looks like he's from another Disney show, <laughs> another Disney movie. He took me and two others to like this changing room, and this is where we we got our our outfits. He said, "You have to get completely naked." We got completely naked in front of each other, put on white boxers. He gave me this jumpsuit that didn't even fit me. It fit me, but like it didn't go all the way down to my feet, so I would I looked like I had floods. And once again, I had the outfit for a whole week, and I was cold. And other people, I mean, it looked like I was a fag as fuck. So, I mean, once again, I went in there with my, my, I didn't tell you all this, but my nails were all painted blue. Uh, the day before, I was feeling myself and wanted to paint my nails, and so they were all blue. And uh, they would have been black, but my black nail polish is in Colorado, so um, I used my mom's. It was either blue, green, or red, so I don't, <laughs> I'm really glad it was blue and not red or green. But, I mean, it, there wouldn't have been a difference. Um, I got quite a few nicknames in there, um, called Sweetheart, Fingernails, Blue, um, Diamond, uh, Little Ace, um, you know, Faggot, uh, quite a few people were confused on, well, one guy was confused on why I was talking to him, because I was gay, he looked at my nails and said, are you, you fag? And I said, yeah. And he said, well, why are you talking to me? And, well, that's when I, I legit I legit was more confused because he's the one that talked to me first. He's the one that legit turned around and asked me why I was here. And I was like, right, okay, well, then you don't talk to me. You're the one that can turn around and not call me a faggot or... Well, you can do what you want, but, like, just don't be the one that says, okay, then why are you talking to me? Because, first off, you're the one that talked to me first. Literally, point blank period. Um, so I got, a, I got quite a few stories. So now this is when, uh, uh, after we changed, uh, we were taken to, I was taken to, well, we were taken to the elevator, taken to floor nine, cell block A. I got room 33. That was me. Uh was taken with one other guy. Honestly, don't remember ever seeing him again after that. So I guess he got bonded out pretty fast. So good for him. Not me. <laughs> uh, got in there. Got got into my cell. It was about one thirty-three. I'll be honest. One thirty-three, and then I was like, "All right, time to use the phone." And so I waited in line for the phone. Um, well, uh, this man, uh, we'll call him Donnie, or Daffy Duck. Um, Donnie Ducky. I don't know. <laughs> anyway, uh, he was on the phone. Uh, and it seems like a lot of people in there, when I got in there, were just sitting on the phone. Like, if you've ever seen, like, 90, 60 days in, uh, it seems like people, it's their job to just sit on the phone and not let you use it. So they just listen to the, the ringtone that goes beep, beep, beep. Anyway, so I thought they were doing that because they were just sitting there and sitting there and nobody was talking on this end. And I was like, okay, so somebody is just talking to you the whole time and you don't even go, mm-hmm. Or, yeah, or literally respond in any way. So I was kind of peed off, uh, very peed off, uh, in the fact that this is why he was, this guy, he was actually talking, he was white. I'm going to be honest, it seemed like that it was, it, they, it was a whole separation of colors in there. And he was the one that was trying to actually be nice to me. Uh, but he, he, on, he was on the other phone, side of the phone, or he was on this side of the phone, and he was saying that we get locked away at two. And I was like, thinking in my head like oh my gosh why would we get locked away at two we'll get let out like pretty soon if anything uh but no uh it was 133 and by this time i had all right i had gotten into my room and then sat down by the phone and it was probably about like one one i don't know okay well probably then 133 as i looked at the clock and uh the phone calls you can make in there are 15 minutes long and then it hangs up so it's like 15 minute incrementions and after he had hung up uh, I tried to use the phone, and I used the PIN number that I was given in the uh, Grapevine, excuse me, the Grapevine Jail, and it didn't work. 
And I was like, okay, wait a minute. So I can't make a call. And so it was now like one fifty five, one fifty three after this man's 15 minute call. And uh, I went up to the officers and I said, okay, uh, my pin number didn't work. What do I do? And they said, we'll use your CID number. And which is the, uh, the inmate number that they give you in this jail, which was a lot longer than the one that I was given in the Great Wine Jail. And it was on the thing that, uh, what are called debit cards. <laughs> and that's what has your picture on it. It has barcodes on it. So you can like scan, uh, I guess for, for commissary purposes. Um, it has your name, your birthday, your, your sex, your, um, your ethnicity on it. And your, your, your new, um, issued numbers for how they are going to identify you. Um, and so that's how uh, I came to realize that I now didn't have any time because we were being locked away. Um, so I was pretty peed off. It was 2 o'clock. Um, I had n- really no information. I asked this man, I'm pretty sure, when I think about it, uh, why we were being locked away. And it was because of COVID. So this is how it happened for the past 11 days. You get locked away at 2 o'clock. Um, it was you okay so two o'clock for it was this is how it starts for me two o'clock we got locked away for 26 hours you uh, no literally you (laughs) you um you get to come out for lunch or not lunch for dinner to grab your tray and go back to your room which would be around five so it was locked away at two dinner at five and then sleep until about four um then it was breakfast then you get to go out again and then go back into your room. And then uh, the next time, which it would be lunch, was around 11. You get to go back out and get your tray and come back in. And then by the time it was 2 o'clock again, you get to come out. Um, and that's how it worked for uh, this type of rotation. See, uh, the room, the, the pods I was in, it was the top floor and the bottom floor. And I was on the top floor. And my top floor had their rotation. So I was, I legit had been booked um, at the end of the rotation. So I was pretty mad about the fact that I didn't even get to use the phone and I had to wait another 26 hours to let anybody know about my life. Um, (laughs) As in my mom or my dad, but mostly my mom um, at that moment. And uh, so I was, I was confused. I was pressing on the, the intercom and I was like, okay, well, what's up? Well, okay. So this is what happens. Um, at the two o'clock we get the top four got put away. And then after about an hour and a half, which would be about four thirty, uh, the bottom floor, we get to come out for their rotation. So then they would get to spend about their 26 hours on the outside, like in the, what would they call the day room? Um, they had TV, they had, you can, little tables and cards. There's, that's when you get to use the phone. Um, they had tablets you can use, so that was pretty cool. I guess that's a new, um, initiative for, uh, life in there. You could do, you can play games, you can watch TV, you can watch movies. But that's if you, uh, set up an account and pay money for it, obviously. Nothing seems to be free in this, in this world. Um, I don't know, unless you like to go get some grass. There's some free dirt, um. I know some leaves, free air. Uh, uh, you're welcome. <laughs> but <laughs> well, thank you actually. Um, and so uh, then they get to spend their time, do it in their things, and then by the time it was two, um, we get to come back out. So it would be two, um, and then uh, this is how it worked. Breakfast was four a.m., and then about seven a.m as when they open that day room for the rotation that gets to go out. So it would be 7 to 2. Um, and in between, they would uh, they would make, they would call codes, or they would make you uh, step in to your cell, because there would be, like, med, um, it would be time for medicine, medications. Um, and see, here's the thing. The, the bottom floor, um, they didn't have to walk at all to go get their trays. Uh, because they were on the bottom floor and uh, the top floor uh, did because there was stairs to get there and there wasn't like obviously a ramp for um, the food services to go up and so um, we had to uh, we had to go out of our rooms to go get the food and then the people on the bottom floor they just basically got their food handed to them and so the way uh, it was is you didn't have to eat your food but 
to go out uh, is to like uh, get a head count of all the inmates and I guess to know that you're still there and you haven't escaped. Um, Fun fact, uh, today, um, March 14th, or sorry, (laughs) why is that funny? March 24th is the day that Alcatraz prison was closed. And a total of 14 escapes tried to happen. And I believe 27 inmates total tried to escape. And it says uh, on the information that I received that um, they believe that none of them um, uh, actually escaped and uh, they failed. So I thought that was interesting. Alcatraz prison also, interesting enough, wasn't even open that long. I believe it was 23 years or 46 years uh, and one of those dates. Um, so yeah, fun fact, um, just a little incarceration, um, well, Alcatraz prison, cause that, that's a, that's a, ooh, that's an interesting landmark. I would like to go visit there. Cause you'd think if they were open for 46 years or whatnot, it wouldn't be so haunted. But now you think about it, if I were sent to prison, uh, for the rest of my life, would I want to be there for the rest of my life? Let's just, let's keep that question in the topic, but, <laughs> um, yeah, so for me, after I got re- uh, sent back out, well, I tried pressing the intercom to make a phone call, and they were like, well, no, it's not your rotation. And first off, that lady was rude to me. I was like, first off, lady, I had just gotten in here. Uh, legit, it seemed uh, about 27 minutes before the rotation ended. And first off, I wasn't even told about rotation, so how would this even be my fault? So the um, she was kind of rude, and so I started banging on the door, being rude back because I was being very, um, just, um, like swept under the rug. Like, it seems like all the, some of those guards don't even care and they just there for the paycheck. But let me be honest, uh, quite a few of them, they're actually, uh, God, I love them. They were so nice and they actually helped me so much, like so much. Like, God bless their souls. Some of them, not so much. Like this lady, um, I only saw her like once or twice, uh, throughout the whole time, and then another man, um, whew, let me tell you, about four days before I got released, um, I was trying to make a phone call, um, because I was talking to my dad on the phone about, uh, coming out, uh, oof, excuse me, and he, um, well, here's the thing. It, my rotation had ended, and so I was like, Dad, I'll talk to you in 20... I only get to talk to you in 26 hours, but that that, that, that night I asked him to come to the jail anyway and try his best to get me out um, after he was off work. And so that was at, like, 3.30, and then, you know, rotation ended at 2. So um, I would have had to wait a whole 26 hours to try to figure out what had happened. So I woke up from my, my, uh, my nap, and then after dinner, and then this was about 10 o'clock, uh, oh, rotation uh, ended at night about 10 o'clock. So 10 o'clock, 10 p.m. is when uh, you would be sent back into your room until about 7 a.m. Or breakfast time. And so um, he, uh, let's see. Um, so about this four days. Uh, okay, so here, yeah, it is. Um, uh, my rotation had ended. And I was very confused on when I woke up from my nap that I saw about four or five people from my rotation down on the floor uh, in the day room in the other um, levels rotation. And I was like, wait a fucking minute. And so I pressed the intercom button. I said, can I come make a phone call? And he said, yeah, give me a minute. So I stood at that door for 30 minutes. I kid you not. Kid you not, 30 minutes while he said, give me a minute. And then I pressed the intercom button once again. Uh, but this time, it was a different guard had kind of popped up uh, because, uh, honestly, it seems like now that I kind of figured out that, um, well, obviously, the, when the guards have to pee, they can't just leave you alone. So they switch out. Um, I guess there's, like, interim guards that come in for a good, like, 10 minutes or whatnot while you have a break and while you can go release yourself. And so this guy, I had I had pressed the button. And I said, uh, can, the other guy said I can come out and make a phone call about 30 minutes ago. Uh, can I come out now? And he said, uh, ask him, he's coming around. Uh, so like, um, they would do walk arounds and I guess he wasn't using the bathroom anymore. And he was, uh, legit like 10 seconds later, he popped up in front of my door. Uh, cause they go in, they go through every, to every door to check. Like, I don't know. They just look in it to, that's their job. And then they, 
They do that every 30 minutes. And so he had walked by and I said, hey, man. And then he didn't even look at me. He put his finger up and it was like the give me a minute type of finger. And then he just kept walking. And I was like, oh, okay, well, that was kind of rude. And then I pressed the intercom button again. And I said, okay, well, uh, you kind of just walked by. Can I come out now? And he said, yeah, when there's a phone open. And so by this time, it was about 9.43-ish, uh, okay, and it seemed rotation was about to end. And I was like, oh, my literal gosh. I was very, I was very pissed off, um, I'll be honest. Um, uh, the fact that I was, once again, I'm going to have to wait another quite a few hours to be, uh, to be out of this room to make a phone call. And how he could just help because I saw the people, um, it seemed like he had let them out, the people on my floor rotation to let them into the, the, the this other rotation. Um, and so here's the, this is where I get a little insane and cuckoo, but this is just because I, I need a justice in the moment. Um, after he, he told me, yeah, when there's a phone open, I looked down uh, through my my window of the door and I said, "Well, there's a phone open right there. There was legit two phone oh two phones open. There was three phones total and two phones open. And the other guy, the one guy that was on the phone was the guy in my rotation. He was nice. He, he first off, he had a, he has kids. Like he shouldn't even be in there himself. A lot of people in there shouldn't be in there. That's how this is. Injustice around the world. Uh we got to fix that somehow. Uh And so uh, I was like on the intercom and I said, well, there's a phone open right there. And he said, when there's a, f- when there's a phone open, I will let you out. And then he turned off the intercom. And then first off, um, uh, my pin number never worked for me. I'm even leaving uh, this 11 days later. My, my pin number never worked in the phone. So I personally could never make a phone call. Uh, I had to ask other people to use their PIN numbers to make a phone call. So I pressed the intercom button again. For, now he's annoyed. <laughs> and <laughs> I said, uh, I'm sorry, man. My uh, my PIN number doesn't work. So even if I were to be the only one making a phone call, it won't work. So can I, by chance, come out and wait for the phone? And he said, no. And I was pissed off. I kicked on the door. And I kicked on the door and I kicked on it again. And then he he rang on the intercom and he said, if you keep acting like that, you're not going to come out at all. And then I was thinking, okay, well, first the fuck off. You're not going to let me out because at the same time, even if there was nobody on the phone, I couldn't even use the fucking phone. So there would be no reason to be out. See, I'm getting a little mad because he didn't care. He was the one that was just there for the paycheck. Once again, they probably got paid like 18 to $30 an hour. So, um... Uh, <laughs> I kept banging on the door with my foot because he was being he was being a little rude to me. Uh, and then this other guard, um, the one that was being the interim guy, he he yelled um, like across the room very loud. He said, use your head. And so I did. I banged my head against the, the door, the glass, that the window. Um, and I, I uh, didn't have any um, any really further banging to do i was very mad and then he said okay yeah that's it you're not going to come out and i was like well first the fuck off i knew that because even if like i just said once again i even told you this man if there was only one phone working in the first place because that man would have already walked away and i couldn't even use the phone (laughs) and so he he didn't care um he um just let me keep he let he legit he this guard literally told me to use my head to bang my head against the door like how inconsiderate like literally how inconsiderate of a person and um i did it cuz he told me to i was just following the rules there um he was being once uh, just the word the highlight of him inconsiderate um and so then it was about uh, 20 seconds later, uh, um, well, uh, everybody had been, it was now 10 o'clock, everybody had to go into their rooms, and I was, I wasn't stopping, I was protesting, I was, not protesting, but I was protesting, um, 
my words and I was yelling and I was like, how injustice, how awful. I'm literally here for a $500 fine, which is a $50 bail in this jail for now. It has been nine days and nobody has really tried to help me out. It seems that there's been people in here for murder, literally capital murder, and they haven't even seen a judge. And then, um, I'd be yelling that, right? And then that man was standing, like, right in front of me. But he was on the floor. And, ooh, ooh, let me tell you. Ooh, okay, everybody. 